Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show. We're here today in California. Um, Laura and I are actually in the same room, which usually we're not. So uh, we might have a little bit of some technical difficulties that Laura is trying to figure out right now. Um, hey, hi, Laura. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, I'm good. We have all of our pets here today. We got uh Ripley who's currently my my new puppy who's taking a towel outside and ripping it to shreds. Oh she is? Yeah, you see oh, her? Oh yeah, look at her. <laughs> it's okay, it's a rag. <laughs> <laughs> and uh we got Luca who is Laura's new, new puppy. Poodle. And uh Storm King who's uh chilling out under the table. Yeah. <laughs> so we're um I was gonna tell the audience about all the uh, different things that Ripley has recently chewed up, which is uh, towels, four throw pillows, um, a nose hair trimmer. A nose hair trimmer? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. What Uh, else? um, Oh, today she ate a box of paper clips, but didn't doesn't look like she ate any paper clips. She just tore the box up. The paper clips were all over the place. <gasps> and let's see. We got, oh, playing cards. Oh, my gosh. Envelopes. Where is she getting them from? She's just, like, counter surfing? Yeah. And so now we've been puppy-proofing, but it's difficult, you know. Oh. But yeah, she gets them from over there from oh the coffee table. My God. And you know, I have games underneath the coffee table. So you know, if you were a client of mine, I'd tell you that um, that she shouldn't be like roaming around without you mm. being in sight, so that you could catch her doing all those things. Right. So I should be what crating her or something. Crating her or putting her or like blacking her off into a room where she can run around and play, but there's nothing she can grab. I see. Yeah. So she doesn't necessarily need to be in a crate, but she can be, Yeah. you know, maybe you could get a baby gate for the living room or something and keep that puppy-proof. Yeah, right. Well, that's a good idea. I should try and do that. Because uh, it is, like, even with Luca, there's, like, I know his level of, like, where he'll, like, be able to grab a magazine or mm-hmm. a sock or... Right, yeah. Well, what else have you encountered since you have... We have, like, similar... You know, Luca's been really good. I felt really bad after the last show about how um, I was, like, kind of criticizing him a little bit and saying how difficult he was. And then I kept remembering myself, like, talking to clients and saying, they're eating cat food. Cat food? (laughs) Yeah. Stormy, Luca, it's so funny. They're like, live, they're like totally, um, they're like chill while we're just hanging out, and then as soon as we go live, they're like up, moving around. <laughs> I know it's like they know, um, they know they can go and get into some trouble. But I've started to really think about Luca and being like meeting him where he's at, and knowing that he's only six months old or seven months old. So just really treating him differently, like okay, you're learning. I expect him to know everything. And so we've been doing a lot better. 
And he got the whole ball thing, too. Now he's, like, bringing the ball back to me when we play fetch. And Wow. He's doing good. That's awesome. I mean, there are times where I'm like, oh, my gosh, you need to go outside and play. Or Now he's choking on, on uh, cat food. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. Ma, <laughs> little Luca. It's funny to actually do the radio show with everyone here. I know. It's so neat. <laughs> We're missing Bean. It's so neat. And the cats. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to try and take a call. Let's see. Are you hearing Okay. Anything? No, I don't hear the... Here. You take How this. How am I... Okay. You take this. We're, we're figuring it out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Jackie, you're on the air. Jackie? Oh, hi. How you guys? Hi, Jackie. How Hello. you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. So, I love to look at your blog. Oh, thank you, Jackie. So for everyone listening, that's thepetpsychic.com, and then there's a blog tag, and you can check out the blog there. So thanks for saying so. Oh, sure. So, Jackie, what's your question today? Um, I just want to – I have two greyhounds that have passed, and um, I just want them to know how much I still miss them, and I love them, and I'm brokenhearted over them. Oh, so tell me what is um well, I think we we should just do one. So tell me tell me what does one of them look like? Um the the most recent one I lost was Raven and she's a greyhound. She's white with um brindle spots. Um and she's okay. really beautiful and And did um, she how long ago did she pass away? October. Oh, I'm sorry to hear about your loss. Okay, I'm going to get Raven and see what she has to say. She says she can spring up really fast now. And there are really pretty flowers there. And there's a woman there that loves to walk with her. She looks like an older woman, like maybe like a grandma or something of yours. Do you have a grandma in in heaven? Like, my mom, my mom um, passed away about ten oh. years ago. Oh, okay. Did she like flowers? Um, yeah, and she loved animals. Oh, then it's her. Yeah. Was the other greyhound a male? Yes. Yeah, because she said he's there too, and that he can spring up really high too now. So it looks oh. like they're running around together. Oh. Tell mom um, we're okay. Do you, do you have a question for the anything in particular you want to ask them? Um. Do is there something that they want me to do like specifically uh, for for them? Uh, for them or for the animals in general? For like animals, like animals in the world, right? Or that or animals in your house? Well, I don't have any in my house right now. Okay. 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 She said um, that that animals for the world. She wants you to donate to an organization that fix bodies. Do you know what that means? That bodies, fix bodies, like almost like uh, an organization that helps with medical needs. Okay. It, that, it's actually kind of interesting because later on we have a guest that has a golden retriever um, 
who's in rescue and the golden had two broken arms. So I wonder if she knows that that's <laughs> like coming up on the show and she's feeling bad about them maybe. Aww. And also donate time. Do you do that? Do you donate time? I donate. Um, we do. I do, volunteer for a group. We do basket bingos, and all the money that we raise goes to um, spay and neuter programs at no kill oh. shelters. Oh, that's great. Oh, well, maybe that's the fix the bodies. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah. So and there's probably... actually one coming up in a few oh, weeks. Oh, good, yeah. So she's saying you're probably doing the right thing. You're donating to fixing bodies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Does great. she know well, how much I love her, and does she hear me when I talk to her? And um, Hold on. Yeah, of course I hear her. I hear her all the time. I love it when mom talks to me. And so that's actually a good question that a lot of people want to know that if they're if the their loved ones um in heaven can hear them and they can. So whenever you think about them, they can come around you and if you talk to them and tell them that that you're loving them and you're still honoring their life here, they will get that and that actually helps them their spirit to even grow to know that they're still loved here on earth so that's a really great thing that you can do another dog said to me the other day who had passed over that um well actually the, one of the dogs in the household wanted to have like a memorial for the dog that passed away and so whenever you do something like that too the animals that have passed know that you're doing that and they come around and so anytime you can have like a little altar for them uh-huh. um that makes them happy. So that's something, too, that you can do to help you and, and help them as well. Well, I have, like, a table in my bedroom, and it has um, pictures of them on it. And um, her her ashes are on that table, and the other greyhound, Zeus's ashes, are on my um, bedside table. Oh, good, good. That's nice. So, so Jackie, th- thanks for calling in. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks, yeah. Jackie. All right. Bye. Okay, you take care. That was Jackie from Delaware, and now we got Tara. We got Tara from California on the line. Tara, hi. Hi, can you Tara. Hear me? Yeah, hi, it's, it's Tara. Oh, hi, Tara. Hi, <laughs> no, no problem. Um, my my question is: first of all, this is great, and I love that last session. But my my Aww. question is about um, a little dog that was rescued and got scared and ran away. And so now we're trying to catch her, and I'm hoping you can talk to her and tell her we're the good guys. Okay, so what does she look like? She's a little beagle. Okay, and and uh, and she ran away. And so, have you guys seen her? Yes, they have. But now the, the the little beagle is in New York. I'm in California, and we're part of a large networking group that okay. you know rescues and rehomes animals. Okay, she do you want to say what group that is? You can mention. Um, yeah, I'm with no. I'm with No Kill Kern County. Okay, great. And do they have a website? I I'm on Facebook. Okay, great. So No Kill Kern County on Facebook. Yeah. Okay, and so um so it's a little beagle you said, and she's she's lost in New York, and but she's been seen. She has so, been seen. She's been seen and spotted, and she's coming to the the person Joe. I mean, she's coming around the person Joe, but she uh-huh. will not come to her. She's okay. 
sprung the traps and everything else. She's just so scared. Oh, she sprung the traps. Okay. And so, um, and before when you had her, she was easily to be handled. You could pet her and everything. Yes, the people that that had orig- that had adopted her, um, she was doing fine, and I guess she just escaped from the house, and so now she's kind of at large in this neighborhood where they're trying to. She she seems to be staying in the general area, but she just doesn't trust people. She's just very scared. Okay, okay, so I'm gonna get her. Did you? Does she have a name now? Hope. Hope. Okay, great name. Okay, hold on. She says sometimes she gets the chills at night, which is interesting because New York's probably still hot at night, too. Mm-hmm. I get scared because the people sort of jump at me. And if I come to them, will they hit me? Oh. And I'm scared they'll grab me and shove me in a box. So maybe what we can tell her is that they won't shove her in a box and those traps were 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 only to so that she could be safe. Um, so one of the things also I'm going to tell her is that people body language and dog body language is different. Um, and it's really important for her to know that because you guys, I'm sure, the people that are trying to catch her are probably very stressed, and so they might be kind of leaning towards her, like with their torso. Mm-hmm. And um, in dog language, that's very frightening because, you know, for us, especially for a little dog, sometimes we bend with our torso and we call them and we look right at them. And if you've ever seen dogs play, um, and whether they're uh, play like aggressive or dominant play or they're actually being aggressive to one another, you'll notice that sometimes they put like a chin over the other one's shoulder or they throw a paw over on the other one's shoulder. That's dominance. And when we bend with our torso down, the dogs are frightened because it actually looks like we're being more dominant to them. Mm-hmm. So what you can tell those people that are trying to catch her, and I'm telling her too, that that what's really important for them to do is to bend with their knees, not with their torso, and go with their shoulder to her or their back to her and don't don't have eye contact. If you look at her eyes and look right to her chest, don't hold eye contact. That's going to send her farther away. Okay. And don't grab me really hard. But the thing is that she knows is that you guys are so scared that you are going to grab her really hard because you want her to be safe. Mm-hmm. That is actually what the people they're trying to rescue are fighting from, is because she comes so close, and and then I think their energy is like, you know, so nervous because they want to catch her. Yeah, and, yeah, and I, I, think, she, I think she feels that. Yeah, she definitely does, and she has to know that that if she goes to them, that she's going to be safe, and that she's going to be loved, and she's going to be taken care of, and the only reason she would ever be in that box is she being crate trained there. Um, no, I think when they were moving her, they had her in a crate. I'm, oh, I'm, not, I'm not totally okay. sure. So she's not that. really going to be in a crate. They just want her safe, and they want to love on her, and they want to mm-hmm. take care of her, and that she has to start looking, too, that she's safe and that she's loved and that her life is going to be different than it was before. And if you guys can all think about her like that, and when you look at a picture of her, you think of her, if you keep saying those affirmations like I'm loved, I'm safe, 
Uh, people are friendly. People are kind. My past is gone. Now mm-hmm. I have my future. And say it in the present tense because when you say it in the present tense, then and and also in the first person, like I am safe. Um, then they say it to themselves. And so what's happening is that she's repetitively saying over and over her head, I'm scared, people are want me, people are going to grab me. And so yeah. you have to sort of shift that and, like, tell the people, too, that when they're talking to her, to stay away from things like saying, don't worry, because you have the feeling of worry in your body when you say that. They don't understand the negative. So you want to say, be confident. We're going to love you. We're going to keep you safe. And when they're not trying to get her, when they're at home, if they can just be quiet and just visualize what a kind home means for her, mm-hmm. then that's going to help her to visualize that also. The more you can do that, the better. Because what happens is when they get in these stray things, they completely work off reactions and fear. They're mm-hmm. not thinking, and you have to remind them to think. And mm-hmm. also re- remind her, and I'm sending it out to her too, to lick and yawn and to blink her eyes. I calm myself by licking, yawning, and blinking my eyes. I calm myself by licking, yawning, and blinking my eyes. You can say that to her, like, over and over again, that she does that. Okay. Really, yeah. She yeah. says, I want You're, you're, you're I want telling me right on track with what I'm thinking is happening with her right now. She's just really scared, and their energy, because they're nervous for her, she's feeling that, and so it's pushing more of a wedge instead of bringing her closer. Yeah, I have only people who are really calm and, like, patient go out there and and really think, too, if she's pretty much staying in the general area, she's pretty much safe, so just take your time and just go out and be like, okay, we kind of know where she is, she's sticking around, she's not going far, so just go out and feed her and give her water and just give her time to be able to come up to you so you can get her. Okay. She keeps saying, I want to be safe. I want to be loved. So, Poor baby. I know, it's so hard. All those animals that are stuck like that. I know a lot of animals that that's happened to. And, you know, they do. They rehab just fine. But I know what they're like in that situation. Mm-hmm. I've met, you know, a lot of dogs have been dropped off at the docks. And the dogs like that are also the same way. They don't want to be cut. They're very feral when they go out. They're just for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but she'll be okay. You'll get her. You'll okay. get her soon. Yeah, well, keep yes. us posted. Call us back. I will. I will definitely give you an update. And thank you for talking to her. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Thanks, Tara. Okay. Be well. All right. Bye-bye, ladies. Bye. I don't know if you guys all heard that. Um, that was Luca barking. Luca. Oh, he's barking at his friend. He's outside. Oh. <laughs> um, should we take another call? Sure. You know what I have to say before I forget? Is that uh, Bean had a huge victory this week. Did oh, you hear? Oh, right. Yeah, so Bean um, really fought for no animal meat at the farmer's market. Awesome. And uh, they took the the or the or the rabbit meat. There's still animal meat there, but the rabbit meat. So they're not selling it anymore. So wait, tell us how did this happen? I mean, how, is it really because of Bean or? Well, I think so. Because there, I mean, there were other people that were sort of like fighting it, but then no one, they they were, like, saying, no, they weren't going to change it, they weren't going to change it. And, and Bean was like, Mom, but the slaughter is so inhumane, the slaughter. And she kept, like, stressing not only that they're kept in hutches, but the slaughter is inhumane. And so 
so I was started Googling and I started to look what, looking up on like what actually is the slaughter of bunnies like. And there's actually no regulation on bunny slaughtering. And they actually die a really slow, painful death. Mm. And um, so Bean and I called and we left a message on the <laughs> head of the farmer's market's uh, voicemail. Uh-huh. This long message about how we thought that the Ojai farmer's market was a humane market. Yeah. And that um, that we don't feel like it is anymore because of this. Mm-hmm. And it was the next day that they pulled the, the, the meat from the market. So, and also wow. Bean was in an article in the Ohio Valley News. She wrote about how she was so upset about about it. <laughs> so, well, good job, Bean. I know so happy she's for her. so thrilled. I mean, we're all so thrilled, and I'm yeah. so thrilled because I can go to the farmers market now. <laughs> <laughs> I was really bummed out. I know. Well, that would be like so. <laughs> I know, and then, you know, did I tell you last week, I don't know if I told you this, that I said, I think I might have, that Bean was saying, like, she didn't want to go, she wanted to go to the farmer's, because I was like, Bean, I'm taking you to the farmer's market, yeah. that you can meet the farmers, that oh. we get, and realize that they have nothing to do with that woman that sells rabbit yeah. meat, and uh, she, like, wouldn't go, because my friend Jim couldn't be there that weekend, and she wanted backup, because she <laughs> felt like this woman was going to come after her, and, like, steal her from me and stuff oh i was God. like i'd never let her steal you but that's how frightened she was wow yeah she was like really scared yeah like, paranoid scared <laughs> totally paranoid <laughs> oh my god i know poor bean well i'm so happy for her and i'm happy you guys can go to the market again me too me too so she doesn't mind because all the other meats are mo- like humane. Well, meats. yeah, that's what I. That's it's my understanding anyway yeah. that they're humanely slaughtered. Yeah, and that they're all like grass fed, free range. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. Well, good job, Bean. Tell her. For I know. Me. <laughs> I will. I will. She'll be thrilled. Yeah. Uh, hello. Hi. Who's on the line? That's like radio. You're on the radio. Hello. Hello. Oh, there you are. I didn't know it was my turn. Hello. <laughs> um, I live in Ventura, and I recently fostered and adopted a little girl, and I've been speaking with a local trainer who assists the rescue group I met her through, and she suggested I contact you to see if you can suggest anything I can do to help her in her okay. adjustment. What kind of dog is she? She's a Chihuini. She's they think she's Chihuahua and Dachshund. She's tall, green, black with little light brown markings on her, a little bit of white. Okay, and what's her what's her name? Roxy. Roxy, and what is going on with Roxy? What do you want to ask her in particular? Like, is there anything in particular that's going on you want to address? She's an absolutely perfect dog. Like, amazing, smart, easy to train, lovable, at ease, affectionate when she's with me. And if I take her out in public now, I've had strangers giving her treats, so she'll go up to and see if they're a treat machine, and she's starting to let a few people pet her. But in general, she is very cautious of people. My 23-year-old son's home for the summer, and he's been here like six weeks, and she vacillates between wagging her tail at him to see if he has a treat for her and growling when he walks in the room. Oh, okay. I mean, she nips at certain men. She doesn't touch them, but she lunges them. And she's obviously scared of people, and I just want to know how to help her. Right. Um. Okay. And so, um. And so, 
she nips at men, and does she actually, like, does she, she doesn't actually make contact? No, and she's had the opportunity. It's more of a growl and lunge, like, get away. She's protecting me, partly. She's yeah. very jealous and protective of me. You know, and sometimes... But my is so sweet, and he's so good to her, and she will, she'll let him pet her as long as I'm right there, but... Then he'll walk 10 feet to the kitchen, get a treat, come back, and she's growling at him. <laughs> and she's growling at him again. Okay, so you want to tell her that him the same thing of not looking her right in the eye and kind of moving slowly. And, you know, a lot of people, like you said, like you, you said that she's protecting you. Sometimes it's not necessarily that they're protecting you. A lot of people think that, but usually when it comes with fear aggression, they actually feel safer enough to growl because you're there. And it's more based mm-hmm. out of fear. It's not... Usually the dogs that are protecting you, they have, they're they a little bit more, um, when it comes from real territorial, those dogs are a little bit more, um, like, stable in their in their psyche, I want to say. Um, well, the reason I said that is at one point she was sitting between us. She actually laid half her body on him, fell asleep while he was petting her, let out a deep sigh, and then I leaned over to kiss him on the cheek, and that's when she went for his face. Oh, so you might have startled her, too. Well, she then he, since she was awake, she was awake, and he leaned his shoulder on my his head on my shoulder, and she did it again. Oh, okay. So let's. Uh, okay, and I let drummed, and I drummed, and I was at a drum circle, and she was in a bed behind me, and the guy had his bag of percussion instruments next to her. And every time he bent over behind me to get his instruments, she was growling and lunging at him. Right. I don't know if you heard the call before, but that leaning over too is a sign of aggression to a dog. So, so mm-hmm. she would think that that they were um, being dominant to her. It's confusion. You know, she's confused right. on what everything means. Okay, but let me get her. What's her name again? Roxy. Roxy, okay. I love my new home. I'm not scared. I'm just worried. I'm worried that the men are going to push me down really hard. Men used to do that to me, hold me down really hard. Sometimes they'd even spit at me. Sometimes they'd jerk me by the neck and hold me up like that. I know my brother, but sometimes I forget who he is, meaning your son. Sometimes I just hear his footsteps and don't see his face. And that's common, too, because a lot of times these dogs that have had some type of trauma or abuse, they have, like, post-traumatic stress syndrome. And um, when they, anything can set that off, a smell can set it off, a sound can set it off. And so sometimes for her, it's the sound of the feet that can set it off. So you can you can see if he can be more conscious of the way he's stepping Okay. And be conscious of his voice because his voice scares me. So just talk lighter. But I want to learn to be good. And I want to learn to be happy around all people, but it's scary. And so what's really good about Roxy is that she knows that there's a difference. She knows that that that, that she can be good around people, that there actually can be a future like that. For some of the dogs that have those that type of aggression, they don't know that there's anything different than that, and she does know. 
It helps me if mom pets me on my back when I'm scared. And that's interesting because that will give her ground her and that will actually give her like um, like a feeling of her body. You know, when you're like stressed and you can't think and then you kind of feel like outside yourself, touch can ground them and bring them back to their body. Also, dogs hold fear in their hind end. So if you can stroke that hind end, that might help as well. Um, and the same thing with her, too. You want to remind her when the, when your son is present or when other men are present to lick and yawn and to blink her eyes. And anytime she growls, you want to see if you can get her to, like, you could you could do, like, a look at me and teach her to look at you when she feels like she's going to growl or to run to you when she feels like she's going to growl. This is when training is really important. So, like, if she looks at the person and growls, you could call her or put a treat in front of her nose and, like, bring it bring make her move her head and then bring the treat up to your eye and say look at me and then good look at me when she looks looks at you or even up to your nose or to your chin or wherever it is um so to teach her to kind of look away and to do her calming signal it's really important not to scold or growl and that i can't stress enough like old school training they say you have to scold or growl but it's my feeling that if you scold a growl, the next time the dog is not going to growl and it's going to go right to a bite. So um, you actually want to teach the dog what you want them to do rather than always telling them what you don't want them to do. Although if she lunges, I would scold her and then call her back to you and then teach her what you want her to do. Okay. Yeah, I I was told that every time she growls, I should get between them with my back to him and, like, snap my fingers at her and push her back with my feet. In other words, saying, he's mine, don't do that. So what it sounds like you're saying is don't do that. Instead, just distract her from it. Well, I see what they're saying. They're sort of telling, they're sort of trying to create a boundary between um, between her and the and whoever she's lunging at because you want her to learn personal space. And so I think they're trying to teach you to teach her personal space that she can't actually she can't actually go into his personal space. I don't quite understand the hand moving, and I, that's something I would ask your trainer to explain why exactly you would move your hands like that, because that, to me, might create more distraction for her. She's got your boundary of your body, and she also has your hand moving, and that's a lot of body language for her to, for her to understand. But maybe your trainer has a reason, and it just it's just um, you haven't quite understood it yet. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that I would be claiming him as yours. I think that's sort of dangerous. I don't want to claim anyone as anybody's. Do you know what I mean? Like like you want everybody to have their own space and to be their own person and everyone can control themselves. So, um, but creating boundaries is important. I think that's what they're trying to do. But also standing in front of her also gets her to blink her eyes and or standing in, in between you and what she's, what she's going after or her and what she's going after creates she will have to do a calming signal she'll be forced to blink she can no longer stare at what she's going at and then it also gives you more of a leeway to give ask her a command because you've got a boundary set up and her the stimulation of what's setting her off she can't really see that well anymore so i understand that but i'd teach her to retreat too so I'd, I'd have your trainer make you do that with her a whole bunch of times so that you really understand what, what she's what she's trying to get at. But that's really important. And then remind her, lick and yawn and blink your eyes and have your son do that too. Like not look at her right in the eye. That's very, very important. Ben, ben so with his knees. I'm sorry. What's... 
No, that's okay. Go ahead. Go right ahead. If he's home alone and he walks in the room and she growls, would he ignore it and just go about his business? Yeah, he could ignore it. Or he could go come in with uh, some type of meat that she only gets with him, you know. Maybe leave, like, freeze-dried chicken outside in a tin. And when he walks in that door, he walks in, puts his back to her, squats down with his knees, and then, you know, he can give her a little treat when she comes to him. Um, But I would ignore her. If if she is coming after him every time he comes in the room and you're not home and he she's lunging like she's going to bite him, you need to have her separate. No. That can't be set no, up. No, no, no. No, she's never been aggressive. She's never lunged at him except when he's touching me. It's only, and she she just sits. She's like on the couch or on my bed and she just, he'll walk in the room and she lets out a little growl and then she just ignores him. I mean, it's not like she goes after him. Oh, right? good. Just, yeah, yeah, good. Good. She's just afraid, and I just, I want it. I guess I'm looking to find out, will it ever get better? Will she eventually trust him? Yeah, definitely. I'll ask her, but it definitely will get better if you keep teaching her things, keep building up her confidence and giving her a new reality. But after a rescue, you got to, uh, like, anywhere from now to eight months, you might have post-traumatic stress popping up. So it takes time. But let me ask okay. her. Yeah, I'm already friends with him a little bit. I already know who he is. I just forget sometimes. So that means when when he gets closer, she gets more frightened. You know, which is understandable because the senses are more. Okay, well, thanks for calling in. Let us know how it goes. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time and your expertise. Sure. A lot of training with situations like that. You gotta like really put in the time. I know. I mean, I've forgotten how much training. I mean, you know, now that I have this dog, you know, yeah. this new dog, um, I forgot since I had Ventura for so long that everything <laughs> was just. I was so used to everything. I know, right? Like your pattern. The pattern. And... I knew what his issues were. I knew when to do what. Even and right. now like a, learning a whole new thing. It so is. like I can understand what she's going through in a sense. I know. It takes a lot of awareness. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes, you know, people want you to talk them right out of it. But with post-traumatic stress, these things come flying back out of yeah. nowhere. Even like it jumps your consciousness. Yeah. And so that's going to happen for that little one for a while. Yeah. She has to have steady, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. steady routine. Yeah. And it's, it has to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Consistency is key, and I'm I'm learning that be, between you know my husband John and I, you know, and having to be consistent and talk about what we're doing. <laughs> so true. With the dog, it's so true. Though when I was an animal trainer, I worked with many couples that one did one thing and the other one did the other thing, and I said yeah. as long as you one person is on, yeah. That will override it because yeah. you, sometimes you can't always have everyone on board in the house. It's just yeah. not going to happen. Right. The teenager right. is still going to tackle the dog every now and then. Right. <laughs> um, let's take one more quick call. So, caller, whoever's next, be quick. Hello? You're on Pet Psychic Radio. Hello? Hello? Not there. Who's this? Uh, okay. Take that oh. one. That one's New York. Hello? Pet Psychic Radio. 
Are you Hello, there? Hello, this is Ashley. Hi, Hi Ashley. Hello. Where are you Hi, calling Ashley. from? San Diego. Oh, you are? With a 914 number? Is that you? Oh, no, that wasn't you. No. <laughs> that's okay. not me, but I'm, I'm here. Oh, that's okay. Good. Uh-huh. Glad to be around. So, um, so, um, so what's your situation? Well, we have a, a dog named Barkley, and I and we also have a toddler baby, mm-hmm. and I just want to know how he's doing with our baby. Okay, and what does Barkley look like? He's a shepherd mix. Um, okay. We're not sure what else. Okay, how big is he? About 65 pounds. Okay, and you want to ask him what he thinks of the baby? Yeah. And how he's doing? And is your baby yeah. a boy or a girl? It's a girl. And how how old is she? She's 16 months. Okay, great. Just because then it gives me a picture of, like, what I'm asking about, you know, instead of, okay. like, a two-year-old running around or something, you know? Right. Okay. Hold on. I love the baby, and sometimes she gets an earache. Oh, um, our baby? Yeah, sometimes it hurts her deep in the air, ear. Do you notice that? It looks um, like I maybe her left ear, been, maybe. Well, she might have um, had some of that with teething. Oh, right, yeah. So watch that, because it looks like maybe that might be happening. Okay. I like the baby, but the baby makes me tired. Yeah, the baby makes me tired, too, and my husband in the middle of the night. Sometimes the baby cries, and I don't know how to stop her. It's not his job to stop her, right? Right. No, but I can see him reacting like he's trying to tell me to stop her. Oh. Is the baby going to learn to talk to me better? <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes the baby just wants to touch me. Mm-hmm. She likes to touch things. Is she a lot about feeling? Um, I I think, like, or, ordinary exploration. Yeah, it looks like she's very, like, touch sense. Like, he's noticing that she likes to, like, touch things rather than, like, hear things or see things. That she's very, it, yeah, she, she, uh, she goes and feels things rather than watches them from across the room. She'll go and touch it. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting how the animals pick that stuff up, you know, like way before, I think, sometimes we do. They can right. they can sense, like, like, what their natural way of dealing in the world is. Mm-hmm. It's like this acute awareness. He says sometimes he wants takeout bones. You know what that is? Like oh, like the kind you get from a meat place. <laughs> Maybe I think so. Do you ever give him those? Well, um, on the rare occasions we give him takeout food, we always don't won't give him the bones. Oh right, good. So he maybe he, he wants takeout. We get ribs food. every once in a while. That's what he wants is ribs, but he can't have the. I'll tell him he can't have the ribs because they're uh, they'll they'll break. If you get them uncooked, you could get something for them uncooked, and you could have those. Uh-huh. It's just when yeah. the bones are cooked that they shark. Okay. Um, and he, we have some new food for him right now. Mhm. That we've been doing lately. Okay. Is it canned food or or what no, kind of food? No, it's, it? it's good. It's high. Um, should I, it's 
the Honest Kitchen, it's like. Um, oh yeah. Okay, let me ask him if he likes it. I like it, but I want more chunks. Yeah, it's not chunky. I like it chunkier. Maybe you could add some fresh chicken or something to it. We could definitely do that. Yeah, but that's a great food. Um. Okay. Well, thanks for calling in. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Yeah. Be well. Love your. <laughs> we got uh, Stevie coming on from uh, the rest groups today for our guest caller and uh, we got it's uh, Southern California Golden Retriever Rescue so Stevie are you on the line I'm right here hey Hi. Stevie Hi. Thanks, thanks for coming on oh thank you for inviting me <laughs> so so Stevie tell us about your organization like like what what the organization is and um, just tell us a little bit about it. We are all volunteer group. There, there's no uh, paid employees, uh, so we're pretty dedicated. Yeah, um, we last last year we uh, rescued, rehomed 342 dogs. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Um, of course, you know some of them are wonderful, very easy placements, but we also get because of the economy, a dog hit by a car. Um, the one I wanted you to talk to today is Botham that came in because he had a hard time walking, and he has two broken front legs. Yeah, I see that. So, so for for everyone that's listening, um, Botham is a golden retriever, and uh, he's absolutely beautiful, and he's more on the slender side, isn't he? Other golden retrievers, right? Yes. Would you say that? Yes. And he's on um, the slender side. Yeah, he's gorgeous, and he. There's this great picture of him on my website, which is thepetpsychic.com, on the blog page, and also on my Facebook page, um, if any of you want to check him out now. And he um, he has two broken legs, right, that have just been fixed? Are they? Well, we have another month to go. Um, so he's oh, really recovery. having a tough time. Keeping a two-year-old down has been a challenge, and I know he's getting depressed. Oh. And he wants to run and play, and uh, last week he was out in the sprinklers, had been on. He had a wonderful time, but we had to, of course, then change the splints. Oh. So he's yeah. kind of restricted, and he's he's not happy. Yeah, both of his front legs are um, are in splints. Okay, so let's talk to Bopin and ask him, right? You want to ask him, like, first what, that, he had, that he's safe now and he's safe for life and that you're going to find him a really good home, and you do want to know what happened to his legs, right? Yes, and yeah, I want to know if he understands that he will. I want him to understand he will be able to run like the other dogs. Okay. I know I'm going to be able to run. I'm already in a lot less pain, he says. These people really care about me. They do everything they can to keep me calm, even though it's hard. I try to keep calm, but my energy keeps moving. He's telling me how he said he fell into something. I'm going to get more information about how that happened. 
it looks like he was jumping from um from like maybe like a wall to another wall and it looks like a like a cement wall that he went slamming into. Where were the were, how was it broken? Was it broken from the front? There are two bones in the front leg and we know he wasn't hit by a car because they weren't shattered. All right. And just the inner bone on each leg was broken. He looks like he's jumping from from like one fence to another fence or from like a like a platform, some type of platform into like a cement wall and he just missed the top of the cement wall and smacked his legs on it. Ah. Nobody abused me. I've never been abused. But I've been scared. So was he a stray? How did he come to? He was a stray. And the woman contacted us and said, I found this dog. I can't find the owners. There's something wrong with him. He's having a hard time walking. There is a, a good Samaritan law that he we can that she said that she that she lied that she knew him. <gasps> she knew me. Was she, she was, his owner? She was, she was a friend of my people. <sighs> okay. My people would never let me be astray. They loved me. They just couldn't afford me. So they knew what happened, and they just couldn't afford him. Well, that's kind of interesting because we took him on the Good Samaritan and we treated uh-huh. him and we advertised and nobody responded. So that makes perfect sense that they weren't looking for him. They weren't looking for him because they, they knew where he was. They they looked like they had kids, like five kids or something, and they just couldn't afford it. And it looks like they had him, they knew what was wrong with him. Because that person called and said, we found this dog, and he's having trouble walking. Um. So we, I met her at the vet. We took him to the vet, and um, a doc came, it took him in, x-rayed him, and came out, and he said he broke both of his legs. And so my husband said, okay, we'll call him Botham. Oh, cute. He broke Botham. <laughs> <laughs> so would he, I guess he would like another child. Let's see. Yeah, I would love children. And I'd like a pool. Can I walk in water soon? Is that one of the things you're thinking about doing with him is once he heals is the hydrotherapy? That's, he, well, uh, we could do hydrotherapy. No, we're talking about him going to a home with a child, a pool, and cats. Oh, that's funny. So that's what he wants. <laughs> he likes that and, idea then. <laughs> So he he's he has met the little boy, and oh, and uh, you know the home, you know so there we, is a home like that. Okay, there there is a home like that, and we keep saying okay, but we have once he's out of his cast, his personality might change. He's been kind of limited. Okay, let me ask you. My personality is basically the same, except I run more. And I like to get under things, which I can't do now. And sometimes I eat a lot of grass. 
So I hope they have a yard. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him they have a yard and a pool and and a child already waiting for him. Oh. But he's got to stop jumping. I'm excited about that. Well, he has to stop jumping until he heals, right? Then he can jump? Until he heals, yes. Yeah. yeah and so what's that? Like another another how how long? Another three weeks. Okay. So what do you do when you tell three weeks, right, is you can picture the sun rising and setting for a week and then sort of block it. You can take like a breath, picture the sun rising and setting for three weeks, another breath, and then times it by three, kind of. Like, I kind of picture it like in math when you were a kid. You do like the little sections, the blocks. That's how I like to tell them three weeks. And that will be his forever home. He says, I can do that. He says, nothing's ever forever for sure. That's interesting. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. He is safe forever because he's in rescue, and that's the promise that we make every one of us. He's safe forever, but he knows that because he felt like his old home was a forever home. So he's a little discouraged there, but... He says he's really smart. He knows a lot about life. But I'm trusting, and I'll be friends with the kids' friends. (laughs) That's so cute. (laughs) He knows how important that is. Because I think they had kids come over, and, like, the kids' friends might have been scared so that he was really good with them. Aw. Aw. Can you just tell him that that he he will be safe forever, that, that I am his safety net? He says thank you and that he hopes you eat a lot of fruit salad because he thinks it's good for you. (laughs) Do you eat fruit salad? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. So, Stevie, what is your uh, organization is uh, Southern California Golden Retriever Rescue. What, What is your website again? It's SCGR and the word rescue, scgrrescue.org. And we take, uh, we pull shelter dogs, owner relinquishments. Um, We bring dogs in from Taiwan. Next Wednesday we are bringing 10 dogs in from Taiwan. Wow. Uh, They are not, I always have to clarify, this is not instead of the California dogs. This is in addition to we can we can place them and so we bring them in and life in Taiwan is very very bad. Wow! And so, what are there a lot of goldens in Taiwan? Why there are why goldens Taiwan? all over? Well, yeah. Taiwan has organized rescues that round oh. them up. Life in Taiwan is it's a status symbol to have a purebred puppy in the kennel in your house. Once the puppy oh. reaches adulthood, you put it out on the street. Oh God! Very often, very often their mouths are rubber banded shut so they don't get in the trash. Oh, that's terrible. Sad. Um, a dog can be beaten to death and no one will intervene. Oh, <laughs> gosh. gosh. So there are, we work with several rescues there. They do what we call work. They round them up. They have to get healthy. You can't send a dog with any parasites or any illnesses into the United States. Mm. 
So they do all the blood work. They get them healthy. They remove any cancerous tumors, or they do what has to be done to get them in. Right. If a dog if a dog needs hip surgery, we can do that. We can bring a dog in and simply do hip surgery. We're good at that at this point. So are most of your are all your dogs in foster homes, or do they go into a kennel? How does that work when they get here? Sadly, we do not have. We're only three years old. We do not have a sanctuary yet. Hmm. But even when we do, we are hoping that it would be a way station to bring the dogs in and then move them to foster. We're so committed to this foster care. Because then I know the dog. I know their activity, their activity level. If they like other dogs, cats, um, if they like to go on a walk, what training they need. And it really helps to make a successful placement. Thank you so much for everything you do for the Golden Retriever Rescue. That's so awesome. It, it really is. So, Stevie, get out your website again. SCGR rescue.org great thank you so much for being on the show yeah thank Thank you for inviting me okay thank you for talking to Bo for us oh you're certainly welcome my pleasure okay Okay. Okay, bye that's quite an amazing thing to have no paid and rescue I used to work for rescue and the amount of time it takes yeah in those offices is unbelievable it's amazing it is I can't believe they get them from Taiwan. That's like, yeah, that's crazy big deal. I know. Wow. You know, when I went to Costa Rica, there was a, it was pretty much the same. There were so many purebreds just mm-hmm. wandering around, like purebred German shepherds. And Ooh, were there any standard poodles? <laughs> I don't remember any standard poodles. But I remember a lot of German shepherds and, like, Rottweilers. Oh, I love Rottweilers. I know. I thought, I want to come back, go back there someday and do something, something for those yeah. dogs. That would be awesome. Let's go. Yeah, you want to? Yeah. Yeah, no, I would really love it. It was on the Caribbean side that one time. And they were, like, these dogs were so well-behaved. They, like, they like didn't even beg, but they took walks with you on the beach. And they were so great. But none of them were spayed and neutered. And they mm. all probably had heartworm. It was mm. sweet so little sad. things. But they were so well-mannered. Oh, I know. We should definitely go and do something. Yeah. That would be cool. Okay. Um, I have a couple, just real quick, because we only have a few minutes, but I want to get to the chat room questions. And we had, um, I think, one from Mountain Diva um, had a gray tabby mix um, that's sitting on her lap saying, and was just wondering if she had anything to say. Okay. Mountain Diva's. Uh, great tabby mix. Yeah. And this, if it has a name, I don't know if you've mentioned her name. I want some more things to climb. It almost looks like a ladder or something. Hmm. I want to be high up on the window. It almost looks like she wants something to climb so she can be yeah. high and look out the window. Hmm. And then we got one from uh, Mary Margaritaville saying, Our cat Frisky, white and gray, long-haired while sleeping, he'll violently awake, uh, gets flinged and then uh, out of his bed to anything, sorry, keep, uh, anything around him. Is he having seizures or bad nightmares? Please answer if you can. 
frisky. <laughs> okay. There's something that bites me on my butt. Hurts my butt a lot. Pain on the right back hip. That could be that Frisky needs a chiropractic adjustment. Like maybe mm. it's like a pinched nerve. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would check that. Yeah, check that, Mary. Uh, definitely check with your doctor or go to um, uh, an animal chiropractor or acupuncturist or something like that. Mm-hmm. Then Stormy. It's oh, time for Stormy. Stormy's words of wisdom. Storm King, it's your turn. Stormy's underneath hey. the um underneath the table right now. So. Storm, what's your words yeah. of wisdom this time? I'm so glad people help animals with broken limbs. Me too, Stormy. What else? He's sort of thinking Ventura should have a chance to say something. Wow. And that's Stormy's friend Ventura is eye dog that um, passed away just a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're in Ventura's house, and this is the first time Stormy's here without Ventura. Stormy, why don't you talk to Ventura and tell me what Ventura is saying? He's saying he sure is happy that we came for a visit. And that he's training that dog when mom's not home. Talking about Ripley, I's new dog. I don't know how well that's going. What else is Ventura? What's the easiest part or the hardest part for Ventura? Can you ask him that, Storm? The hardest part is to keep her quiet. She's really loud, even when her mom's not home. Yeah. Is that true? Does she bark when you're not home? I don't think she barks, but she runs around and, you know, grabs things off counters and stuff. She's tearing things up. and. I think you should baby gate this when you're gone. Maybe I will do that. Mm -hmm. What else do you think, Stormy? Any other words of wisdom? And Tara says, when you die, you fly like an angel and it's fun. <laughs> so never be worried if your pets are dead. Oh. <laughs> oh that's uh, so sweet. Thank you, Stormy. Good job, Storm. So you can get uh, all of our info that we talked about today on thepetpsychic.com, thepetpsychic.com. You will get all the info on Southern California Golden Retriever Rescue. Um, and thanks to Stevie Paul Martin for calling in as our guest today. Yeah, really nice. Yeah. Oh, we have like one minute. Maybe we can get to one question with the, I just inherited a bird. What can I do for the bird to make it happy about transition from okay. Power Angel? Okay. Power Angel's bird. The bird wants a pecking mirror. I don't know if she has a mirror yet, but she wants to peck at the the mirror. Water to get my feet wet. That's interesting. <laughs> it's like water on the bottom yeah. of the cage. I wonder what kind of bird she is. She didn't say, Power Angel. What kind of bird is she? Sometimes I get the sexes messed up. Sometimes I say she when they're a he. 
<laughs> Tell my new mom I'm good. Well, that's good. Okay. Well, thanks, everyone. Join us next week again on Thursdays at 12 uh, p.m. Pacific Standard Time for the Pet Psychic Radio Show. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for tuning in.